0: Sefer Devarim, Parshat Vezot Habracha on Beginning Again with Heart. This week with Parshat Vezot Habracha, we complete our trip through the Torah. But that's no reason to be sad, as every year at Simchat Torah, we both finish the Torah and start it all over again. But this hardly makes sense, right? We end the Torah with the death of Moshe, and the beginning of Joshua's leadership of the Israelites Then we go all the way back to Genesis and the creation of the world. How does this narrative cohere when read cyclically, when it would make more sense to just continue on to the book of Joshua, the next book in the Tanakh? One traditional answer is found by looking at the end of Deuteronomy and the beginning of Genesis. Devarim, Deuteronomy ends, never again did there arise in Israel a prophet like Moses, whom the Lord singled out face to face for the various signs and portents that the Lord sent him to display in the land of Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his courtiers and his whole country, and for all the great might and awesome power that Moses displayed before all Israel. Yisrael ends with a Lamed. Then the book of Genesis begins, Bareshit Bar Elohim at the Shemaim at the Arez. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. If you take the Lamed from Yisrael and the Bet from Berechit and put them together, you get Lev, or heart. As we finish the Torah and begin it again anew, we run the risk of allowing it to become something rote. And so we must bring the end and the beginning together with heart. We learn that the essence of religious life is arousing the heart. Of course, Judaism also nourishes the mind with its emphasis on reasoning, and the soul with the times for prayer and reflection. We even pay special attention to the body, for example, by wearing a talit. But the beginning and the end of all we do must be the heart. This is, of course, reiterated throughout the Torah in three love commandments. Love your fellow as yourself. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And love the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. However, these are just the start. It's relatively rare for the Torah to command an emotion, which makes sense because emotions are difficult to control. More common is the Torah telling us the actions that will help us get to the right emotions. We all want to get to the subjective realm of religious experience, but the bulk of the work in the process involves identifying and adhering to objective standards and clear guidelines in order to make the fulfillment of the heart more possible. Anyone can be temporarily swept up in the emotions of a celebration, such as at Simchat Torah. But the Torah calls us to have a personal and ongoing relationship with God and the text. We must each find our own unique approach to the way we're going to serve in the world. And the dimensions of the Torah can arouse the heart at multiple levels. First, the Torah shows us how to live with our heart's emotions as the commandments both implicitly and explicitly help us do the work of repairing our hearts. Second, the Torah deals with the realm of the subjective self. Third, the Torah asks us, tasks us with having empathy for other people's feelings, teaching us how to listen to people. When the Shema commands you to love God, Bechol Levavchem, with all your heart, We can, to be sure, understand this to mean we are to bring hundred percent of feeling to our service, but it can also mean that we are to love God with all of the dimensions of our heart, with all of our emotional faculties in the entire affective realm. On an even higher level, the Torah demonstrates to us the emotions of God, so to speak. Of course, from God's perspective, perhaps being God is not emotional, but the words of the Torah depict for us a God with emotions, and they invite us to live with that framework. Rav Cook taught that just as Jews wear tefillin that say, impress these, impress my words upon your, upon your very heart, God wears tefillin that say, who is like your people Israel? Love, we see, is a two-way street. We learn that it can be godly to be emotional. We might think of the godly as purely about the intellect or the soul, but the emotional realm can also be of God. When we see God's passion for justice and anger over injustice, we see that we too can harness our emotions for positive purposes. The rabbis also deeply valued the heart. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai asked his five prize students, what is the straight path that a person should cling to? Each, each student gave a different answer a good eye, a good friend, a good neighbor, foreseeing the consequences of one's actions. But it was Rabbi Elazar Ben-Aruch's answer that the teacher praised as being superior, since it included all the others. A good heart. Rav Hirsch explains that lev means more than just heart. The term lev denotes a typically Jewish concept, Rav Cook writes, the wellspring of every emotion, every aspiration, every endeavor, the source of every moral and spiritual impulse and tendency, even of all thought and character. Hence, Lev denotes the root and source of every endeavor and every achievement. One contemporary rabbi writes further about what the heart actually entails. The Zohar, Kabbalah's primary text, tells us in the name of Rabbi Eliezer, a good heart is a construction of body and soul. The physical heart is at the center of a person's body, and the metaphoric heart is at the center of our entire existence. So while in contemporary culture, we think of the heart as the seat of the emotions, in Jewish tradition, the heart is where everything comes together, body and soul, intellect and emotion, desire and will. The path of the good heart navigates the conflicts and the balances between them. The Torah should inspire in us a love of justice, and it should inspire us to bring love and emotion to the table when we do acts of justice. When we go out to help the vulnerable, yes, we must take care of their objective needs, but following God's example also means giving them an experience of being supported. It's one thing to be connected to what you need, and another to be connected to your community. Every human being is deserving of both. Shabbat Shalom.